0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast where we chat everything and anything related to the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Kelly. I am a drummer turned comedy singer-songwriter and apparently now a podcaster. You're going to hear me chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within, arguably, the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every week on ScottKelly.com, on Stitcher Radio, and now on iTunes. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. Guest this week on the podcast, Katie of the Tunstall. Katie Tunstall, singer-songwriter extraordinaire That's not a word, but it is now. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Now, here's where it gets very, very complicated already. Katie Tunstall has already been on the podcast. If you're an avid listener, if you're a frequent listener, if you're a loyal listener, this may be common knowledge to you. Uh, Katie's episode was off the scale, off the Richter scale, off the chart, top of the charts and all that. Everybody loved it, so we were going to get her back on. Now, I'm just back from Los Angeles in which I we, we conducted a video series. We filmed a video series of the podcast, right? Uh, we had a couple of people on. Katie was one of them. Kettlegas was the other. So this is the conundrum. This is the 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 the, the situation that we're in. Now, I'm with producer Ron at the moment, Ron North. If you're a loyal listener, you'll know who Ron is. Ron, say hi to the world. Hi, world. Okay, now, Ron and I have been thinking, we've already recorded... Um, now, last year, we did a video series in Los Angeles, right? And we put them out on YouTube, as you do these days. And then we just did another one again. But the the the, the difficult thing is... When you've got an audio podcast and loads of people listen to it, and we thank you very much for that, and it's on platforms such as iTunes, such as Audio Boom, such as Stitcher Radio, such as SoundCloud, and I say all this at the top of the show, but I'll say it again. The difficulty is that there's so many of you guys listen to it, we don't want to just put up a a, a YouTube video and forget about our listeners who like to listen to the podcast on the way to work, who like to listen to the podcast when they're jogging, who like to listen to the podcast when they're orienteering, feeding the ducks and so on and so forth. So what we've we've decided to do is that we're going to stick the Katie Tunstall podcast on YouTube. We've already done it. It's available at scottkewi.com, So you can actually watch this interview. So the interview that you're about to hear, if you decide to yourself, well, do you know what, Scott? I like listening to the podcast, so I'm going to continue to listen to it. I don't need to watch it. I don't need to see Katie Tunstall. I can just happily hear it uh, in audio format that's cool so if you're one of those people stick with that however if you're one of the people who like a bit of visual who like to see me in person who have maybe been listening to me for a while and want to know what i look like you're going to be sorely disappointed but that being said tunstall and i chat about the podcast they're thinking about the year and it's also you can view it as well on scottcowey.com so to clarify you can either listen to it right now or if you want to see it you can go to scottcowey.com or go to youtube type in Katie Tunstall, Scott Cowie, and bada bing, bada boom, there's the video. So that's a good little compromise. So if you want to continue listening, continue listening. If you want to go and view it, Stop this right now and go and view it You do what you want You've got options As a listener We value everything about your, uh, what you bring to the table Because if it wasn't for you, the listener There would be no podcast Ron, do you share that view? I totally share that view, Scott or What do you think of the idea? We're giving everybody the visual option We're giving them the audio option You down with that?
1: I mean, when something's free and you're given two options Exactly It's a no-brainer, really um, You know, if you want to listen You can, you can continue to listen if you
0: want to watch it you can watch it you can see the reactions to the questions exactly at at the moment you can just you've got your own imagination to go by plus and here's the thing if if you're one of the loyal listeners right because let's face it most people have already seen my post on Facebook Twitter Instagram and so on and so forth and if you want me if, if you want to follow me on all those platforms that's on you right but um, you'll already be going watching it however if you're one of the listeners you're getting this little conversation that Ron and I are having for free as well you're getting the inside scoop so there you go this podcast is now up the audio one that you're listening to right now I've not shouted about it I've not even told them that the audio is why would you it's the, the CD right but there you go anyway enough talking rubbish when I was in Los Angeles, I got in touch with Katie Tunstall. I said, listen, uh, I know you were you were on it a few weeks ago and everybody loved you. Come back on it because you've got a tour to promote, uh, your own solo tour in America. And of course, you've got the Jules Holland tour at the end of the year. Come on, let's talk about that. We'll have a, a fun time in Los Angeles. Uh, this podcast is brilliant because you're going to hear Katie reading from movie, movie scripts. You're going to hear her playing the kashishi. It is going to be a good one. Let's get right down to it. And by the way, if you want to watch this, you can go and watch it on YouTube or ScottCurry.com. Boom! <coughs> Okay, I am back on the Top Music Podcast video series, or vodcast if you will, and a very special day here in Los Angeles. I've managed to find someone who can actually understand a word I am saying uh, because she is Scottish, just like me. Katie Tunstall, how are we? How? <laughs> so have
1: you been? I'm just going to answer everything. How?
0: Yeah. And
1: then, well, you know, you it'll make prob- you feel more at home.
0: Do you have a problem like I do, being out here, chatting away to people? Do people look at you really funny? or you...
1: Not at all, because I'm from St. Andrews. Of so it's... People just sort of think that I'm Canadian or something. They don't really get... Very few people pick up that I've got a scotch accent here, actually.
0: Right, so you can't sympathise with me at all? Not at all? Not at all, no.
1: But I can, a story that will make you feel better was that I did hear about when The View went to Japan to do their first interviews, they had to have two translators. Two? They had to have someone who understood Dundonian to tell the Japanese translator what they were saying. Which was great.
0: That's pretty decent. So you're, you're just back from the Jules Holland tour. Right? Yeah. How was it?
1: It was fantastic. I've played with him before and um, it's just a, a lovely, lovely gig where I get to sing in a way that I don't usually sing. And it's music that I don't usually get to be part of, which is the big kind of rhythm and blues, rhythm. brass band, big band. Mm-hmm. And his piano, he just does this. Right. and it's it's fantastic, he's such a good guy, he's just, he's very, as a person he's very similar to what you see on TV, he's right. very funny, very smart, um, and really fun to be around, so it's just a great thing to do and I just get to go on and sing one of my songs, to sing a Jackson 5 song, I'm gonna sing an Ella Fitzgerald song, so it's just gorgeous, you know, That's great. in that, in that big band style, which I don't usually do, and the, the Ella tune that we do is night and day, mm-hmm and uh, it's just amazing I'm not playing guitar I'm just a singer and it's great I really enjoy that
0: Awesome man and It took
1: me a while to work out what to do with my hands because I'd never done that before <laughs> and uh, you know the gym hair kind of point. I, yeah. I don't do that <laughs> okay, and
0: So I'm- you're out later in a year with Joel's doing the UK the tour that's really cool Yes
1: yeah, so I was in I was back there for June and then I'm going back again in November, December to do some Christmas as well just the Christmas dates with them as well but Most of the time I'm out here. Yeah.
0: So um, we spoke about that the last time, and of course, everybody's really excited online because you've got the solo tour coming up, but you're out here. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right?
0: So you're playing pretty much everywhere,
1: aren't you? It's It's a little mini tour, and it came about because I went and played a benefit gig at a really cool kids' school in Manhattan called Church Street School and it's an arts and music school for toddlers right up to kind of 15 year olds and um one of the guys being honored at that dinner was uh the guy who runs the Sissy wineries which are just a really lovely chain of venues out here where they make their own wine they serve really good food and then they get a show and it, it it's usually centered around singer-songwriters who just do something quite stripped down um, and they've got New York, Chicago, Nashville and Napa up north of here, which are sort of gate hotspots really. Um, mm. Not so much Napa, but it's nice to go up there. Um, and then I'm just tagging a little show here on the end in mm. LA at the Troubadour, so it's great. And it's just also a kind of, my experience of touring is usually that it has to be tied on to something you're selling. Mm-hmm. And it's very nice to just do one independent of trying to push a product on people. Right. You're. I'm just going out to see fans and and play a complete range of stuff from all the records and some weird stuff that mm-hmm. I might throw in and covers and whatever. So It's just fun. It must be. Great. You're at
0: that stage now. The fan base is there. Everything's sorted. You don't. You're not like you said promoting a certain product. That must be. That must be a great, great yeah. feeling
1: it's a wicked feeling it's, it's kind of what it's all about really mm-hmm. and you only realise that if you get it and because at first I mean I was so spoiled because that first record I did was so big unexpectedly I was like
0: this is easy man this is great
1: you just put a record out and it sells millions of copies excellent and then of course it's not like that at all it was a, a really unusual alignment of factors that made that record that successful and then you've got the pressure of backing up and unfortunately for my record label I'm never really gonna do the same thing again and again Mm -hmm. so the second record a bunch of people just went what Ebbs Hubs though, we're going to go and find so many sounds like your last record. And so, but the people who stay with you, particularly for me, when I want to explore different stuff I and mean, different styles and different ideas on every record
0: so
1: i've got a really flexible fan base who are um, very loyal and very tolerant so they'll kind of they'll come with me on something even if they don't like it at first they tend to be like yeah no it are yeah okay well we'll stick with it we'll listen to it a few more times and uh the difficult thing is that with the way music isn't that, it's a very saturated world, and I actually find it very difficult to get to the people who like what I do, so there's a lot of people out there who like my stuff and don't know that I've got a new record out, and that's the thing. If you're not on TV, which I usually try not to be, unless it's playing music, Then it's a little difficult to get to everyone because that's really the main line in now Mm. these days. But you know, I think there's there's a lot of room to be creative online Mm. and and engagement.
0: Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. We cool, yeah. Absolutely fine.
1: Are we cool though? Like
0: are we cool? (laughs) Are we cool? Cool. Like Like, are we hip and trendy?
1: No.
0: (laughs) I'm not. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Um there's a vicious rumour going about about you really? online. Yes. Um, you got into trouble on round about your 40th birthday for climbing on something in an art gallery. Is there any truth to this horrendous...? Totally true, completely true. Okay.
1: <laughs> I nearly had a bust up with the, with the security guards in the art gallery. Because one thing that you'll find, kids, when you get to this age is that you start to not give a shit, which is actually very liberating and also quite dangerous because if someone really pisses you off, there's much less of a barrier to call them a twat in public, which I would never dream of. You know, I would never dream of causing trouble when I was younger and now I just, my tolerance level is quite low for uh, idiots, which I display myself often and so I, I'm, I'm quite happy for it to come back at me as well but um I was at the Hayward Gallery and it was in London and it was a guy called Carsten Polo I think is his name he's a Scandi of some description and he'd done this really cool interactive quite interactive exhibition where there's like two big metal tube slides coming down the outside of the building that you can go down and there's stuff that you can touch and there's mobiles that you can move and all of that stuff. And right towards the end of the, uh, of the gallery, there's this massive dice. It's like a six foot high d- 3D dice and the holes on each side, you can climb in. Right. And as me and my friend Lizzie were walking past it, we could just kind of see these pairs of feet sticking out didn't really clock how old the feet were but you know we we're, were like wicked let's get in there so i climbed up the dice and i climbed into the hole and laughing laughing fun fun arts fun and then this just tool security guard just goes you're not allowed to climb on that And I was like, well, there were other people climbing on it before me. Were they not allowed either? But you were here, but they were allowed. And you were like, children only. And he points to this, like, tiny little post-it note on the wall <laughs> that says "No adults only under the 14th climbing on the dice, please a- absolutely impossible to see and I was livid just so angry because I just I, I was really enjoying myself climbing on a piece of art and I said well that's ridiculous and you should really have a word about that and make it a bit bigger so people can see it and that was it and I did and, and then
0: I so you're claiming fun was ruined. Huh? You're claiming fun was ruined. Totally ruined. No,
1: I mean it wasn't because it was. I'd done it. You done it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've already done it. You yeah. Can't give me an interview <laughs> Awesome. So it's done. And so you mentioned you the tolerance level. You don't mind calling people or whatever anymore. Yeah. What age? Because I'm intrigued as what age did that happen? Is this in the last two years? Five was, years? No, there was really?
1: definitely a significant turning point when um, my mum, who's in her seventies now, we it was about. It was about five, six years ago, I think, and we were in Edinburgh, and she was in a glasses. She went to try and find some new glasses, and the woman was very friendly and came up to her and just goes, "Hello, madam, can I help you at all?" And she was like, "Oh, I'll try these on," and she just went, she just went, "No, no, no," and walked out of the shop. And I was like, "Mom," and she was like, "What? I didn't like them." And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> <laughs> So your it's has like, well, it's, Yeah, I think there's been a little influence. Just watching, you know, and just and and having relationships with older people and realizing that there's, it's very. And obviously, you don't want to be unkind. I'm not. I, I'm not promoting being unpleasant to people unnecessarily. There's necessary unpleasantness that can occur, but it's more just not wasting your energy on appeasing people, I think is what it's about really. Mm-hmm. It's about just, I've been a, a pretty hardcore people pleaser for a lot of my life and that has changed massively in the last few
0: years. Awesome, you're going to like this, right? Um, you're dead good at guitar, you're dead good at singing and dead good at writing songs, but the question that everybody wants to know is, can you play the kashishi?
1: No!
0: No, bastards. What is a
1: kushishi? Just... Do you have one? Come here! On. Oh come on! I'm seeing what's in it. We're in we're in Venice, and it looks like it's full of like rose quartz or something. Right. Okay, so this is kishishi. Right, so where's Shaker? it
0: from? It is from Brazil initially. All right. So essentially, right? There's a hard bit wood at the bottom, so you get two different sounds. Yeah. And that. So the poor deadly thing, right?
1: Yeah. I yeah. on. Yes! Shishi she done,
0: tick. Nice one, man. That's a shishi handshake, man. You um, can do all sorts, you can do things with the 2 That's room. really good. Isn't it cool? Yeah, it's great can have it. Right, so you do the thing where you, you can do the... the, the, the we we'll cut this bit out if you can't yeah. do this one, right? Because right now you're looking really clean. You're looking really strong we in public We will nothing. Right, okay.
1: This is real.
0: Right, okay, so <laughs> the, the, the thing with the 2 them, right? I'll do, it, I'll do it quick, then I'll slow it down, right?
1: Okay. Okay. I love your placement.
0: Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I don't, it's,
1: now, bear in so mind, this is Scott's job. So,
0: okay. Uh, uh, what, this sounds dead blanky, right? But genuinely, so somebody told me this. And yeah. I was like, shut up. But they were actually right. If you hold it like that, you do genuinely get more control. Okay. I don't know. Control. So,
1: <laughs> really nice earrings,
0: too. Absolutely.
1: Okay. <laughs> She's a watch. Is that it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Nearly. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm forgetting about this one. See, guitar, this one, this hand just stays there. You're drumming things, you do both hands things. So you just do one shake
0: on that. You go you go but, but I'm, I'm explaining things. Really close. Ba, ba.
1: Oh. I see.
0: is it that the coolest thing at all? Well quite. <laughs> this is your fault this would See, never happen causing no, problems in art galleries London now causing I problems I think we in should
1: now go around and interview everyone to find out who complained about that
0: yes it's probably that same guy back in London but sorry about that we'll reconvene later in a, a soundproof environment for the latter half of Love the day
1: Kashishi,
0: kin- kin- kin-
1: fantastic
0: there you go. Wait, so and
1: thank you for all the dead goods, because I don't hear dead good enough here, no one says dead good.
0: No, what else I do miss it. it? Wait, what else you do you miss? Do you miss fairy liquids?
1: No, I don't miss fairy liquid. I miss um, Tunnock's tea cakes. I had one in Glasgow when I went home, that was very nice. And I bought a Tunnock's tea kale, cake, cake towel, tea towel, so I've got that in my kitchen now. Um, what else do I miss? Good cup of tea, good to be honest. Tea. I do remember that I got, I don't know if I told you this on the podcast, but I did get offered a potentially obscene amount of money to do, for, for them to use Suddenly I See on Lipton Tea, and which is an American tea brand, and I just couldn't do it because it's just piss one. So I couldn't, it would have been, maybe don't put that in because I don't want to annoy them. Well, I, that is a sa- Oh, Tea. That, that, that is the same. That's
0: the <laughs> <a> same. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Has is there, is there been anything else, like, what have you... Um, I, I don't know if we can see this, we can edit this out potentially as well. What have you knocked back musically and my song can't be used on that, or I can't do that gig? In
1: general, I haven't done car adverts, which is really annoying because they're very ubiquitous and lucrative. But I, I've done so much work towards trying to tour in the greenway, trying to engage myself, with environmental stuff that that just felt too it just felt too close to even though i drive a car and i get in cars all the time and i really like cars i just couldn't really engage with that side of promotion um, that and banks. I'd never do a bank advert right. for fairly obvious reasons. Right.
0: <laughs> Especially not these days. Uh, a couple of random but questions. But you
1: know, having said that, if I drive a hybrid and I'm about to start driving an electric and if a, if a car company was making a really good hybrid car, a good electric car, then of course, because that's, I'm all for promoting something that's
0: a step in the right direction for that stuff. What was the place that we were in the other day? really good electric cars where where downtown yeah was it
1: there's some amazing electric cars here it's tesla Tesla. oh right yeah couldn't believe it tesla so So that's what i'm about to start i was going to ask you that because there's not many on the market words i mean when sports cars and environmental awareness meet is a beautiful place with like an A4 touchscreen, <laughs> it's amazing. My only concern is, it's like it's quite an executive-looking car, so uh, that that will weird me out a bit. But it's an amazing, amazing yeah. piece of kit. It's just a beautiful car to drive. Looks amazing and never uses a drop of
0: petrol. So you can't whinge at that. Yeah, you can't whinge that a few random questions I'm going to throw at you in a different kind of alternate universe what would be your club singer name?
1: My club singer name? Is there not some way of figuring this out? Like your first pet and where you lived or something? Because your porn name is your first pet Shit. and your Mother's
0: and, maiden name
1: uh, Yes What's yours? Trixie name. That's fantastic. Mine's Fuggy Wuggy Bebbington. Yours is what? Fuggy Wuggy Bebbington. That's pretty cool. It's pretty sordid, really, if you think about it. Yeah. But I think my, my, I had a friend from Puerto Rico whose porn name was Princess Santiago, and I might use that.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, porn names covered. Over yeah. that is also going to cross over into your community. Mike, as the I'm just going to
1: borrow my friend Mario's forename name and be Princess Santiago,
0: Right. So let's, the club singer. Let's talk us through this and What would the club set, what would you start with? What would you, you know, what, what song would you start I think to what
1: I'd quite like to do is sort of like lounge versions of really good 90s dance tunes. Right. So, like, you know, me quite a lot, I think I'd look quite draggy. It'd right. be quite a nice opportunity to wear a lot of makeup and a massive wig. Right. Um Sort of Jessica Rabbit dress.
0: Right.
1: How about the jam, bump it up. Now the beat is pumping. You it properly. And what else would I say? i do, uh, I'd do, um, I do take, 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 da, 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 take, take, take or leave it. You won't believe it, but I'm never gonna be respectable. Respectable.
0: <laughs> That's very Yeah. Cool. So it'll be all. Talk, how would you talk between? How would you interact with the crowds?
1: I think I'd have to talk like that it'd be, Hello, everybody. Welcome to the club. My name is Princess Santiago. I'm going to be singing some classic 90s dance tunes for you tonight all to the sounds of my band called The Gaze G A Z E because they're going to look in your eyes. <laughs> Give it up for The Gaze everybody.
0: Yeah. That's that's, that's how it's going. Awesome. Known. I think you're onto something. With
1: fish and chips. Yeah. Everyone gets Everyone get Yeah, you could be the band. You
0: could be The Gaze. You could be yeah. the yeah. The Gaze. Absolutely, G-A-Z-E, exactly. that's pretty awesome. Now, um, you're good at the accents, one yeah. thing I've noticed, you're out in Hollywood, you're doing a lot of films, how comfortable would you be reading from a script?
1: Well, I did a lot of acting as a kid, and I my my high point was Anne Frank uh, in the stage play at the Byer Theatre in St Andrews. Cue out the door, and it was fantastic, I was 16, and it was an all ages cast because a lot of the stuff that I'd done when I was younger was just like kids theater. And this was the first thing I'd done where it was a a proper adult cast with kids in it. Um, And I just, I loved doing theater. It was really the first time, I I got into that way before music. And it was the first time I witnessed that transaction of being on stage and doing something quite selfish that you're enjoying and then realizing that that's actually providing enjoyment for other people, which is
0: awesome, you know, you're... Again, this is a sign, electric cars, way forward. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, Yeah, which is something that will be magical about playing music for the rest of my life, and I'm sure for everyone who goes up, is that you are doing what you want to do, and it's the thing, Mm. the thing that everyone enjoys is you enjoying yourself. So um, and I there certainly there are people who don't find performing easy and do it anyway, and I can, I find that really difficult to understand. Why yeah. would you push through that unpleasantness and 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 continue to do it? I, I find that really fascinating actually because I do genuinely love the communication and the performance with, and but I don't get nervous per se. I get excited, yeah, but um. <coughs> I get very nervous if I don't know what I'm doing. That's the only time I'll kind of get really uncomfortably nervous is if I'm in the dark about if I don't know my words or that kind of thing. But yes, I loved theater. And then I did Scottish She Theater in Glasgow. It was the first time I kind of left home really. It was like five weeks in Glasgow and loved it. But by the end of it, I was like, I don't know if I really want to be talking saying someone else's lines and being told what to do with every move i make and i just on that course when i was 15 was when i started writing songs and at the end it was the <clears> at <throat> the old athenaeum theater on buchanan street which i went to see the other day it's not yeah. there anymore but very um, nostalgic place for me um, and at the end of that they did this thing where you do a skit or a comedy sketch or whatever at the end is like a party And I just decided to do a song instead. I'd got my guitar with me and that was the first time I ever got on stage and played a song in front of people and it went down pretty well. Yeah. And so from then on, I kind of left acting behind. But I've always loved it and I've recently gone back to it a little bit. I've just done a short film with James Cosmo great Scottish actor, fantastic guy to work with and I was having major Game of Thrones fangirl moments just going, don't don't say anything, don't say anything and um, he's a wonderful guy and film acting was really fun because it's just, you just have to feel it and it's done, you don't have to make any of the facial or gesticular effort that you make on stage. it's a lot more subtle, and I really enjoyed it. So I would be totally open to doing more of that.
0: That being said, you ready for this? Just to show that how good Katie is and her versatile versatility when it comes to music, acting as well. Um, if you can just be so kind, we're just down the road from from obviously from Hollywood. Yeah. Um, if you, we're going to play um, the role. Um, Kate okay, going to play the role of Forrest Gump for the opening scene, if you sure could be so thing. kind. I'm going to play the role of the random black woman, and that is in the script online, that's what it actually says. It says
1: random black
0: woman. Yes, it does. Um, so, to set the scene, a bus pulls up, Forrest remains on the bus bench as the bus continues. I feel like I should put this on the other way around if i Forrest Gump, do you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Okay. Forrest Gump back to front baseball. Yeah, we'll I do yeah. it. Seemed, yeah. I don't know, I think it looks, yeah. looks better. Black woman in a nurse's outfit Steps up and sits down at the bus uh, next to Forrest Yadda yadda yada. Bus goes by Forrest has a box of chocolates We'll go with it Do the accent and all that shit Hello Oh uh, in fact sorry sorry Oh
1: sorry Hello My name's Forrest Gump I open box of chocolates and hold them out for nurse. You want a chocolate? Long, uncomfortable pause. I could eat about a million and a half of these. My mama always said, life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Forrest eats the chocolate (laughs) as he looks down at the nurse's shoes. He continues to talk with his mouth full must be comfortable shoes. I bet you could walk all day in shoes like that, not feel a thing. I wish I had shoes like that.
0: My feet hot. You're Scottish.
1: <laughs> I'm not good for the
0: accents.
1: Mama always said there's an awful lot you could tell about a person by their shoes. I completely agree with that. That's Rule true. of life, it's all about the shoes. Where they're going, where they've been. The black woman stares at Forrest as he looks down at his own shoes. I've worn lots of shoes. I bet if I think about it real hard, I could remember my first pair of shoes. Mama said they take me anywhere.
0: That's excellent. Uh, One more, one more, one more, one more. We'll do one more. Uh, uh, It's it's a a monologue, I believe they call it, Uh, Scarface to Tony Montana. (laughs) <laughs> Mike, if you could be so kind. Do
1: you know what? I'm going up to the Scarface house in about two weeks' time wow. in Montesino. So I'll, I'll I'll keep this. Yes. Remember it and then just give it in in, in situ.
0: Here we go. Mike, if you could be so kind. Keep Scarface.
1: Take over. What are you looking at? You're a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So what that make you good? You're not good. You just know how to hide, how to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell the truth, even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy, come on. The last time you're gonna see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you, come on. Make way for the bad guy, there's a bad guy coming too Better get out of his way.
0: Try not to choke when you swallow on that. Oh yeah. man. Awesome, you wanna keep, keep that? Yeah, I'm like gonna keep that. keep that. Awesome. Um, So you're judgmental that folks' shoes in, what do we think? I like them, I think, what are
1: these? These are Adidas, they are...
0: Gazettes, I
1: believe. Gazelles. Gazelles? Gazettes. Yes, Adidas's (laughs) weekly newspaper. Adidas' Gazette, that's the cheap
0: version. That's the one you buy in the little stalls. Yeah,
1: the Adidas Gazelles, it's a guy who likes to be comfortable, I think. not quite sure where the day is going to go I might need a more comfortable pair of shoes might do a bit of parkour who knows um but also a pop of colour in his life
0: there you, go. you know
1: a little bit crazy
0: so um you are is there a new
1: album on the way the there's deal? totally new album on the way and i i it was a little kind of 40th birthday present to fans on facebook that i said uh, that i was indeed making a new album And it was quite unexpected. I wasn't. I was. I was expecting to kind of get. The film stuff was really distracting me a lot from wanting to do records, and I wasn't sure I wanted to tour. I think I I thought I needed a bit of a break, and I was a bit burnt out from it. Because that last record was not an expected record either, and it was a really difficult time in my life. And going out and playing that record I kind of didn't I don't think I prepared that much for just physically for at that time after my dad had gone and my life had turned upside down to then go out on the road and I was solo and I'd come away from it sort of feeling I loved loved playing and I loved the communication with the fans and I loved that it was emotional but I was just left feeling a little bit worn out by it and I think what was great in the last six months and doing the Jules gigs and doing a couple of one-off shows myself was working out that actually it was just a very physical thing where when I play music I want to sweat and I I want to be physical and I want a crowd in front of me being physical and that last record just demanded that it was going to be theatres and everyone was sitting down and it was very serene and so actually I think it's pretty much mostly that I just need there to be sweat involved in a gig. And I, I can't really do a tour of just down tempo stuff. Mm-hmm. It was good for me then, but I, I wouldn't do it again. Well, never say never, but not this one anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to uh, be writing music that's, it's, it's, it's back to being very big pop, and mm. it's Living Here has definitely made its mark I've been it, it, there's I love Fleetwood Mac I love Tom Petty
0: yeah
1: Um and so I'm writing these songs that they've got a weird 90s shoegazy vibe to them they're slightly they're slightly indie band sounding but they're big choruses with loads of backing vocals and they're, it's very joyous Excellent. so it's I'm through the I'm through the, the dark heartland and, and kind of out into the wilderness now where it feels um, very liberating. And the, One of the great things about being out here, there's just a massive sense of space living here that you just can't get in the UK because it's an island and it's a different climate and it's a very different landscape. And here it just, I, I would find in the UK that I'd always be very aware of what other people were making. Mm-hmm. So when I was making a record, I'd really have to try not to listen to the radio or not to read anything. I didn't want to know what anyone else was making because it would always make me just go, mm, oh, oh, the killers are really big right now. Maybe you should just do like a disco beat, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it just, it would just influence my choices. Uh, which I don't think is necessarily good and also just going oh well maybe if I make it a little bit more like this then that would make it better to get it on that or you know Mm -hmm. and it's commercial thinking and I I, it's not helpful to me Mm -hmm. so out here it's just gone I just couldn't care I don't care what I don't even know what other people are doing so in that sense, I guess you're just kind of out of touch, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that's really, it's very interesting. I think that's where every musician or every songwriter we can inspire to be at. It's yeah. that kind of stage where you don't have to worry about, yeah. you know, people putting pressure on them to, to, to chat hits or whatever it may yeah. be. Uh, lastly, word association. I'll throw through names okay. at you. You give us a word or a line. What yeah. do you think of that person? Jack White.
1: Iconoclastic. Thank God for him. I saw him at Coachella and I've always been a fan, but with all the greats getting very old now with Bob Dylan and Neil Young and all of them, just there's that generation, Patti Smith, they're all getting into their seventies now. And me and a friend, and I'm not a hip hop fan. I'm not, that's where like the really, great, political, important music is coming from at the moment is hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't listen to it. It's just not my thing. So it can leave you feeling like there's no one doing really important amazing stuff. And, and there's great people, but I'm talking about people who are actually in the major public consciousness. Mm-hmm. And Jack White, I think, is is one of the superb examples of that of our generation who's mm-hmm. doing that. So I'm very grateful for him.
0: John Martin.
1: Fingernails. I bet he had amazing fingernails. Hi. I hope he kept them clean though. I mean, it's a bit spooky when a guy's got long nails and then you find out if he's a really good guitarist, it's okay, but... Locky, you can't have, a yeah. Grot, grotty fingernail, but yeah. I mean, beautiful. Just, I, I don't know his stuff really, really well, mm-hmm. but there is a mood to his music that just is very transporting, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a sign of a very powerful writer and performer if they take you somewhere, right. rather than you using it to be the soundtrack of your shit there's some people who just take you somewhere that you've not been before and I think he's Django Reinhardt. do I have to come up with single words for these people? no 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 oh, okay great okay. so Django Reinhardt is like my music is he's, he's like in the same he's in the same place as Ivor Cutler for me where if I'm ever struggling if I'm travelling and I'm in a stressful airport or I'm feeling disconnected or alone lonely or any of those feelings of disconnection, then Django Reinhardt and Ibercolour how dare they? How dare when they I'm talking know. about Ibercolour and Django Reinhardt. No respect. <laughs> you think I'm a bad guy? Um Yeah, those two are the uh, are the two things that I'll put on that immediately grind me and just make me feel calm and present. And yeah, I, just, I listen to Django Reinhardt all the time in the car at home. There's just something totally, essentially meaningful about his music. I love, I love it. it. Makes me
0: feel great. Glad to hear it. We're all massive, giant yeah. freaks. Yeah. That concludes our chat, our second chat. Katie Tunstall in the house. Yeah! 20 mo- slash 20. You got on this one. Where you get, where, right. No, you got it right, right, on that. And then
1: a- middle finger, thumb. Thumb.
0: Show me that again. Yeah.
1: I'll You've show got you got
0: that one. I'll show yeah. You my one right. So your person goes in and you do that. Only one person can do the click, so you do the click. Okay. That's it. Nice. There you go do people still do handshakes like that I don't think so I don't think they do I think I think they stopped doing them in 1991 I have this really
1: awful thing as well that whenever I meet a teenager I just immediately start going oh that's wicked and they're yeah. like oh my god you're so, so old no like, okay. <laughs> one says wicked
0: but you know
1: this place is so hectic <laughs> yeah hectic exactly, that's yeah. another
0: one yeah. and there's a lot of things that are starting to make me feel old yeah. like when people yeah. m- <laughs> see no Gallagher is, they, they, they don't know they was an oasis That freaks me out.
1: Yeah, I don't feel old, but I know I am. It's kind of nice.
0: You know, but the thing is, though, I'm just resigning myself to the fact that I'm always going to be a big kid. Yeah. You know? But I think once you realise...
1: I had an amazing LA experience, which I'll quickly tell you about, which is I got an Uber the other day, and my driver was Akihiro... What's his name? Akihiro Kutanami? Kusa... I can't remember. But... He's an actor, and he's the head of The Human Centipede. No way. Yeah. And I've not seen it, I couldn't watch it. My guitarist, Charlotte Hathaway, obsessed with The Human Centipede. So of course, like, take a picture with him and go, Charlotte, I'm with the head of The Human Centipede. And I was like, I can't watch that film, it's disgusting. <laughs> um, but we were talking about Japan, because I love Japan. Right. And I was saying to him, the reason I think Japan is so great, I mean, everywhere's got its weirdness and its problems, but one of, what I think is great about Japan is they're just children. They're like, the, 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 it's there's no shame and there's no inhibition mm-hmm. with Japanese adults being very childlike. So they're mad for Disney. They're mad for Hello Kitty. They're mad for little toys and cute things. And, and they're just giggling all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you go over there and there's just this real sense of, um, The child being alive in adults in Mm -hmm. Japan, which we iron out, which Mm -hmm. we shouldn't do. So just keep wearing the gazelles. Keep acting like an idiot. Keep acting like a tool. That's great advice. That's great advice.
0: You must be really, this will be the last, last thing, right? You must be really pleased with this. I don't know if you know this, but you made the front cover of the podcast thing. you see this online? Check this shit, right? It's a new logo. There's you.
1: Oh! So there you go.
0: So there you go. You can... I
1: love that drawing. It's cool, isn't it? On Larry great. Larry Graham,
0: Proclaimers and all that. Brilliant. So there you Superb. go. Superb.
1: So love it. Thank you very much.
0: No problem. It's nice to it see takes... you in the hood. Yeah, man. Now
1: we should have some kind of probiotic green bowl <coughs>
0: with macadamia nuts. Album. Yeah. yeah. Ah, absolutely. Kate Tunstall, everybody. There we go.